Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green, with my longtime friend and business partner, Partiv Shaw. Today, we have the immense honor of interviewing the reason we're both here and the reason both of our businesses exist, the legendary marketing expert, Dan Kennedy. For those of you who don't know, Dan is a serial multimillionaire entrepreneur, a highly paid sought after marketing and business strategist advisor to countless first-generation, from-scratch, multimillionaire, and seven-figure income entrepreneurs and professionals like Parteev and myself, and one of the very highest-paid direct-response copywriters in America. He's written dozens and dozens of books, and if I had to pick only one business author I was allowed to read and I had to get rid of every other book in my life, Dan would be the one I pick. We are here today to talk about his new book, The Best of No BS, The Ultimate No Holds Barred Business anthology. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. I got to ask why another how to succeed in business book now. And I've always wondered what motivated you to start the No BS book series in the first place. So the series started um, in its current form in 2004. And um, there were some earlier books before that. I, um, I sort of officially started a business in 1975, and I suppose I did what many people do. Um, I tried to fill in my um, my knowledge and competence gaps by aggressively obtaining and consuming information 
And um, I found a growing revulsion for the business lit- literature that was out there. Um, it, it fell into three categories. Uh, one, uh, written by a bunch of academic pinheads with alphabet soup after their names, um, theorists uh, who wouldn't last a week running a Dairy Queen. Um, uh, another group of uh, corporatists, um, you know, the current or former CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And big business and small business, the only thing they have in common is the word business is in both of their descriptions. Um, so that's not, most of that is not really helpful. <laughs> um, and the third group was mostly a bunch of authors, speakers, consultants, coaches who had never actually done successfully um those things about which they were authoring, speaking, consulting, and coaching. They were actually giving book reports about prior books written by authors, speakers, consultants, and coaches who had never actually done the things they were um, authoring, speaking, and coaching, and consulting about. And so I started taking notes. And as I figured stuff out, uh, sometimes expensively and painfully, sometimes by modeling, sometimes by um, more revelatory discovery, um, I started taking notes. And it became increasingly apparent to me that my notes about what worked in the real world, um, in real business, uh, were... uh, Astoundingly different from the hundreds of business books that I had accessed, and so that that birthed the start of the book series. The No BS brand, which is attached to it, was birthed roughly at the same time, um, although it dates to newsletters of the 1990s, and um, it really was inspired by wanting to be the opposite. All of this, um, um, what we might now call misinformation or unapplicable information. Um, The reason for this new one um, is not that there is a crying need on the planet for another new book or even another no BS book. This is a convenient encyclopedia-like compilation for people. The editors at Entrepreneur Magazine and Entrepreneur Books, my publisher, picked uh, uh, 12 of the 36 No BS books that they judged most important and uh, most timely. And they picked uh, chapters and excerpts from all of them and organize them into five sections. So, Ken McCarthy said the other day when I was doing one of these calls with Ken that, you know, a business is like a car. It has a lot of moving parts, and that's true. And people that have never run a small business, of course, 
don't give us enough credit for managing as many moving parts as there are. Uh, so this, what, what has been done with this book is all in one place, in one logical progression, we have dealt with the most important things that I have had to say about each of the moving parts. And so for that reason, um, it, it justifies its existence. So this is like uh, one book that can either be read at the beginning of reading other books, or is this for people who read all the books saying, here, read this book also, or is it for both crowds there? Uh, uh, well, since I'm selling books, the answer is both. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, but, but actually, the answer is both. So someone who's new to me uh, can get a uh, a great overview um, all in one place, all at one time. And they can pick, perhaps, things that are very specifically relevant to their current situation that they choose to do a deeper dive into. And they can then get the entire and complete book from which the excerpts were chosen. It's all identified. Um, the person that has um, uh, already over the years um, purchased and read all of the WS books and has them all neatly lined up on a shelf somewhere um, uh, and still benefit a lot from this because um, it quickly, it concisely um, uh, pulls for them from all those books uh, the most uh, important items, including uh, I say it's a book to use, not a book just to read. I mean, it's 575 pages, so it it will get you through the winter. But uh, but it's a book to use too because there are 17 action checklists, and almost every strategy that's presented is presented with tactical examples. So um, is not an old matter said philosophy is nice, but you can't eat it not a philosophy book and it's a theory book and it's uh, sort of like having taken all the other no BS books and shoved them through a uh, a uh, juicer. You talk oh, there, there's been a trend um, among social media marketing gurus, among the social media networks themselves, marketing agencies all urge business owners to spend money on brand awareness video views, engagement, likes, comments, shares. You argue against that. Why? So brand is uh, enviable, desirable, valuable. Uh, I've made a point of building one myself. Uh, but there are, there are excerpts here from the book, No BS Brand Building by Direct Response. And so my argument about obtaining brand, attaining brand, recognition in a market is that unless you have unlimited Wall Street or Silicon Valley funding, um, you'll go bankrupt trying to buy it. 
you set out to become as uniquitous as Campbell's soup, um, um, uh, you better have nine lives uh, and a whole lot of money. So the better strategy for most business owners is the one that I lay out um, in brand building by direct response. Now that impacts your other, your social media question, and I don't want to lose it. I want to come back to it. But I want to give you a brand building by direct response example that is in everybody's face right now. Um, yet, because it's not in their specific business, they may be seeing it and not learning from it. Uh, and that's uh, my pillow. So the my pillow guy. Uh, has sold 70 million pillows so far. And um, picked a product that, I, I don't know, could you find a more mundane, ordinary, uninteresting, uh, unsexy, commoditized, price commoditized, plain Jane product uh, to try and build an empire with? Uh, probably not. Uh, but he has sold 70 million pillows. By doing so, not in advance of doing so, but by doing so, he has built two very valuable, very powerful, very leverageable brands. He has built the MyPillow brand, which both front end and back end is being extended to other products mostly related to sleep and to the bedroom, even including beds. So they're selling sheets, they're selling uh, uh, mattresses, they're selling mattress toppers, they're selling beds, they're selling nutritional supplements that help you sleep, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Second brand he built by the act of selling 70 million pillows through direct response is his personal brand, who doesn't know the guy, doesn't know who he is. Um, He's pretty damn recognizable. And that is leverageable and extendable to things beyond that which you find on the bed. Uh, for example, he's currently uh, launching a coffee brand and, of course, an auto ship recurring revenue business uh, with coffee. Um, all, of, all of this has been done without spending a nickel on traditional brand building, advertising, marketing, or public relations. Also at the same time, he has acquired the names, addresses, email addresses, and phone numbers of at least 35 million people if they each bought two pillows who know him, who know who he is, um, will be more likely than not to open a piece of mail from him with his picture on the outside of it um, and will be more likely than not um, to be interested in something new that he presents to them. But the traditional approach is to go spend millions of dollars, including on social media, I'm getting to it, um, to try and establish brand awareness that then can be leveraged into selling 70 million doohickeys. Um, my method, which is my pillow guy's method, um, 
much saner. Uh, it's it's much more financially doable. Uh, I've been a big part of one. I worked since day one uh, with my client, Guthy Ranker, on the Proactive business, the Acne Glop. Proactive was built into a billion-dollar brand, sold for a billion dollars, um, uh, without spending a nickel on brand building by direct response. So that's now half of my answer to your question. <coughs> the other half of the answer is that all media sellers, social media no different, prefer advertisers who do not hold the media accountable for measurable results. And for, I think, obvious reasons. Um, however, uh, you and I are spending real money. And if we're spending time instead of money, we're still spending real money. And so every time there's a new collection of media that is promoted as new, like social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. An argument is made that it cannot be measured by old metrics, cannot be held accountable to old standards. It has new metrics. Uh, and if you try and argue for old metrics, you are a dinosaur and a dunderhead who doesn't get it. So we find ourselves in the language of likes, views, and viral, and so forth. However, I don't care if you can succeed at getting 2 million people to watch you twerk on TikTok. That's no better than having two people watch you twerk in your backyard. Unless you can prove to me that you moved a significant number of those 2 million people from TikTok to a platform you control into funnels you control where you can convert a significant num percentage of them to giving you money. Because when you go fill out a bank deposit slip, you can't put twerks on it. You can't put views on it. You can't put viral on it. You can only put dollars. So reality always reasserts itself. And that's one of the reasons that the only media in 2022 in which there has been a significant downturn in ad spend is social media. Reality is reasserting itself. Advertisers are starting to count. So my... Um, position is agnostic. I don't care what media we use. And more often than not, the more media we can use, the better. But we can only use media that can prove itself valuable by measurable return on investment 
in dollars. We cannot accept anything else unless we have unlimited Wall Street or Silicon Valley funding. Can I ask my question now? Of course. So then I have two questions. One, my I own a done for you implementation agency where I implement everything I learned from you, Dan Kennedy. And my clients are dentists, physicians, lawyers, financial advisors, and influencers. If I were to give your book to them as their first introduction to Dan Kennedy, or here is the last of no BS or the latest of no BS. What do you want me to tell them when I gift them this book? So that's my question one. And my second question is, I am satisfied that I know at least a dozen people who will buy hundred or more of this book. What advice do you have for people like me who will have a hundred copies of this book, how can I use them with my books to propel my cause? Well, so, okay, so the first question, second question, I'll give you a little broader answer to. Um, the first question, the first answer is, uh, tell them, uh, other than the Holy Bible, this is the most important book they'll ever read in their lives. Um, whether you believe it or not, please tell them that. And the broader principle of that, um, of benefit to everybody on the call, uh, whether they give my book or they deliver any other um, information piece um, to a clientele, or an intended clientele. I want to employ the, the principle of profound importance. Um, so you never want to just give somebody a free report or offer somebody a free report. You want to offer them or give them the free report that is of profound importance either from a beneficial standpoint or from a, um, a threat of loss standpoint. So whatever the piece is, it should be the piece that um, is the only piece that tells the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Um, it should be uh, the piece that um, will ensure that they and their spouse and their children can actually move about um, in now very dangerous cities um, with the highest level of safety possible, and therefore it must be read, watched, seen, gone and fetched online before anybody in that household sets foot outside the door again, et cetera. So when you use uh, a information object, a information piece, in order to attract leads to you, in order to um, uh, impress leads, um, 
with your generosity in order to uh, benefit by the principle of association, for whatever reason you want to attach to it, truly profound importance. Um, and I answered Seth's really first question by doing my best to attach profound importance to the entire No BS book series by describing it as uniquely different from every other piece of business lit literature on the planet and profound importance to this book in, in part by being a book to use, not a book to read, and having 17 action checklists, et cetera. So, so that, that's my answer to your first question. My answer to your second question, then, is when you are going to pick something to distribute in quantity, um, my book, that would be lovely. Um, I had a client for several years. Uh, we gave away well over 50,000 copies of Think and Grow Rich um, in hardbound. Um, uh, or a 12-page booklet of somebody's, or a audio uh, message of somebody's, or a video message of somebody. Um, want to do three things with it. Um, want to create uh, what I call good guilt. Um, um, a a little bit of obligation to pay attention to your messaging as you have gifted them this gift. Second, you want to thematically tie um, whatever it is that you are offering or promoting or publicizing um, to it so it's not just a, a standalone, unrelated uh, gift. Um, um, okay, so tie me. So, so, if I, so if I was going to get, let, let me finish. So, so if I was going to give, give away a copy of the Sherlock Holmes novel, um, How to the Baskervilles, to a bunch of prospective clients. I would tie it to talking about how the consultant is really a detective, how it's useful to take a detective attitude toward your business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then the third and last thing you want to do, which is where a lot of people really screw up, is you want to offer and instruct a next step. You want to make an offer um, that they now respond to, and that does not require them to fully consume the information gift that you gave them, because that delays your response to the point that it doesn't happen. But you want to do all three of those things. You say in section three that some of your best advice and hardest to accept advice, honestly, is to stop selling products and services. What, that, that seems counterintuitive. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. 
So, first of all, if we back all the way out from it to the broadest principle that I can state, um, it is uh, what it, whatever everybody else is doing in your space to your market, don't do it. Um, now, that applies to everything, everything. Now, if we come in from that, to this, to advertising marketing, um, then we find that pretty much what everybody's doing, certainly everybody deriving ordinary or average incomes from what they are doing, is they are all yelling and selling about their products and services. Um, their default list is product service, features, benefits, prices, discounts. We're having this conversation a few days before Labor Day. In every furniture store, with very rare exceptions, is yelling about the Labor Day mattress sale of the century. They are talking about mattresses, uh, bonuses that come with mattresses, prices, uh, discounts, and financing. And the noise is deafening to the point that you can't tell me who's who. You know the message, but you don't even know one from the other who's screaming the message. They are all in a mud pit, mud wrestling with each other, to the point they're all so covered with mud, looking at them, we can't even tell them apart. Well, if we don't know what to do, and we're in the furniture business, they just told us what not to do. Don't get in the mud pit unless you want, at best, a very ordinary, very average income from your furniture business. Now, this principle applies to everything. So stay out of the damn mud pit. That then forces us to think about, well, if we're not going to do that, if we're not going to get in the mud pit, what are we going to do? And now some good stuff happens, like creative imagination and transfer of strategies from outside of our own niche, uh, becoming a direct marketer instead of a brand advertiser, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we get to this by a lot of different directions in the book, one of which um, there's excerpts here from my wealth attraction book where there are 26 wealth magnets one of which is uh, be somewhere, parentheses, that nobody else is. So there's a very successful high-end mattress company, uh, $15,000, $20,000, $35,000 mattresses. And they set up a big pop-up store at most of the classic car auctions in the country that last two to three days. Most of these auctions also have a big exhibit hall. But most of the exhibitors have something to do with cars. 
There's people who paint portraits of your car. There's people who sell you parts for your car. There's people who sell you insurance for your car. And in the middle of all this is this giant mattress store uh, selling $30,000 mattresses called Out of Place um, uh, Positioning. But what happens as a functional matter is uh, 80% of all classic cars are bought by men, uh, but 60% of all classic car owners are married. Classic car auctions are held in good places, Florida, Vegas, et cetera. So John and Mary go, and Mary tags along for the first day. Before she gets so bored, she just doesn't even come. John is in the auction hall. Uh, about to buy yet another $100,000 toy. Mary is wandering around restlessly out in the exhibit hall. She finds, lo and behold, a mattress store with fabulous mattresses. And the most expensive one is less than what dummy is in there going to spend on another car. So Mary buys a mattress. And this thing works marvelously. Now, I've just described a micro-tactic application of a strategy from a principle, so you ought not get hung up on the micro-tactic. But the strategy of be somewhere where nobody else is, and another wealth magnet is do something nobody else does, uh, these are applications of the stay out of the mud pit idea. Selling by story is another application of staying out of the mud pit idea. Ultimately, the goal is profound differentiation. And we are operating in a very undifferentiated world. Uh, the Internet has contributed to that. Uh, uh, we are operating in a very commoditized world. So profound differentiation is more important than ever. And so there are applications here in the book drawn from the No BS Trust-Based Marketing book, from the No BS Brand Building by Direct Response book, the No BS Maximum Referrals book, um, uh, and the No BS Wealth Attraction book. You talk about, I mean, we're obviously in a tough set of economic circumstances right now as we're recording this. Um, before we wrap up, give me a read on the economy and what it means to our viewers and our listeners. So the most important thing I could say, the preface is, boy, are you right. Uh, we are in the middle of a very distorted, um, too many very dangerous, uh, very difficult, therefore very confusing economy. It is weird in that its component parts have never gone together simultaneously before. So we have a deep and deepening and broad and broadening recession. But it is coupled with low unemployment, partially because we have record low workforce participation. But nonetheless, it's coupled with low unemployment, it's coupled with a labor shortage causing its own inflation crippling to small business. And it is coupled with runaway inflation 
of wholesale goods and services rising to retail goods and services, and and that is coupled with supply chain problems. So it's a mess. The most important thing I can say about it is it is not transitory. This is not the 90-minute daily Florida thunderstorm that everybody just runs into the gift shops and restaurants for an hour and waits it out and then comes back out at Disney and turns to play. Uh, This is here for a while. Little changes within it, but predicting timing is, of course, a fool's errand, but I will say it's here for at least two years and more likely five. So you can't wait it out. Um, The business person who thinks they are just going to suffer for a few months and then everything's going to go back to normal, uh, or the business person who thinks they can uh, survive this by doing the same things they're now doing, the same way they're now doing them, but doing more of them, uh, working harder at them, or doing them faster. Uh, they they're 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 not going to make it. This requires creative adaptation, um, and it requires doing different things, doing them differently. Now that's in adaptation and application. So, literally everything in this book that is important under less stressful circumstances. Um, was well selected to be even more important during these circumstances. So the items here about ruthless management of people and profits, uh, the items here about direct marketing, um, et cetera, are all extremely uh, timely. Um, The... The goal, of course, is always to be in front of people with the ability to buy, willingness to buy what it is that you sell now, prices that you want to sell them now. This all still exists. However, um, there will be shortages of them. That means that very targeted, precise marketing efforts Uh, are more critical than ever, where you might have been able to get get by with sloppy, mud-against-the-wall approaches. Um, You will now get slaughtered by that. Now, I I do have a piece of good news. So the good news is, um, with slaughter comes opportunity. Every time there is a Darwinian thinning of herds within our economy, every single time, there is orphaned and abandoned market share. There are orphaned customers, clients, and patients. There are neglected customers, clients, and patients. Uh, 
all that is ripe for the picking by the person who can aggressively pick and has a plan, a set of strategies that allows them to aggressively pick. So in every uh, place, including the Great Depression, really smart entrepreneurs found opportunity that did not exist were it not for the Depression or the recession. I'll give you an example, but again, I don't want people to get hung up on the micro example draw from it only as a demonstration of this fact. So if you read W. Clement Stone's book, The Success System That Never Failed, you will find it at Stone's own story. And W. Clement Stone, out of the depths of the Great Depression, built the largest independent national sales organization of life insurance in the country ultimately sold to a conglomerate called Aon that made Stone a billionaire plus some. Stone built it with a door-to-door sales force uh, going business-to-business, office-to-office, store-to-store, not house-to-house. A lot of it in major cities that had high-rise buildings so the salesperson could live for a week or two, just going door-to-door in the skyscraper, uh, 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 one to floor 25. But what made Stone's success possible in a time when all sorts of other insurance agents, brokers, and companies were folding up into a fetal position and trying to wait for a sunny day, is Stone was able to recruit a much higher caliber of salesperson to work on straight commission and go door to door that he would have been able to recruit during good economic times. Very same dynamic occurred for Tupperware. Tupperware had its greatest growth during a recession because they were able to recruit a higher caliber woman a real estate agent, an insurance agent, um, a lawyer, a financial advisor, a, 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 a manager in a company, bank manager, um, to, as there is what we now call a side hustle, uh, run Tupperware parties and build a Tupperware business. When during good times, they could only recruit business inexperienced housewives. And so the recession gave them this opportunity and they were smart enough to capitalize on it. And coming out the back end of it, a number of these higher caliber people had built incomes and businesses that they liked and were not going to walk away from now just because the recession went away. In fact, many went full time and built very big dealerships. So now that's a micro example of the fact that economic uh, trauma and slaughter 
uh, always produces opportunity, some from thinning of herds, some from other factors like I just described. So this, of course, now boils it all down to our power of choice. Uh, William James, one of the original founders of Harvard, said that the only thing that separates man from pig is man has a mind capable of reason and therefore the ability of choice. So we, uniquely amongst all species, have the ability of creative imagination. Again, of Disney's quote, there's never a shortage of money, just a shortage of creative imagination. So we have the opportunity to now hunt for, find, unearth, uh, reinvent for, reorganize for opportunity. And all around us, uh, people are paralyzed and um, panicked and confused, and many of whom will sell their businesses for dimes on the dollar. They will simply shut them down and give up. Um, they will be forced out of business slowly and gradually and painfully. We get to choose uh, which group we are going to be in, the successful minority uh, or the aggrieved majority. And in a sense, it's the same choice we make every morning when we wake up, regardless of what's going on outside in the economy. But the choice is more critically important now than it is at some other time. Well, Dan, we know your time is incredibly valuable and we are just about out of it. We greatly appreciate your time. And of course, all of your expertise over the years. It's why both of our businesses exist. The new book is The Best of No BS, The Ultimate No Holds Barred Anthology. Get it from us, my part even myself. If you're listening to this on iTunes and you don't, the link will be in the show notes. Otherwise, you can grab it at Amazon or entrepreneur.com slash bookstore. Dan, thanks again. It means the world to us to have you on. Thank you, Seth. Thanks, Partiv, and thanks to everybody who uh, is in the audience. Thank you, sir. Thanks, everybody, Bye. for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.